1: Getting into it. We're already getting heated over here. Hey Afterbuzzers and welcome to another Jinx After Show. Tonight we're gonna recap episodes three and four, The Gangster's Daughter and the State of Texas versus Robert Durst. Before we dive into all that, I want to make sure you guys are all subscribed to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. You can also listen to all of our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe. We want to know what you guys think of all the shows and the episodes. Do you think he did it? What's going on? What do you guys think of the show so far? Let us know. We are on the edge of our seats just like you guys. I'm Lauren Salon, and I'm joined tonight by... Steph Z and Bobby DeMiro. How are you guys doing? I'm good. And where can everyone find you guys on Twitter?
2: You guys can tweet me at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. Thank you for the tweets this week. Oh, I oh, got yeah. a good one that I'm going to share <laughs> it later.
3: Interesting. I'm at Bobby DeMuro, and I would also like your tweets, I suppose.
1: Oh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I'm at Lauren Salon. <laughs> and I want your tweets. I want your tweets. All right. Oh. Let's dive in. The gangster's daughter. So... This episode's all about Susan Berman, who was Robert Durst's BFF and essentially spokesperson after Kathy went missing. So, this episode opens up with, you know, 18 years after Kathy has gone missing and the case has been reopened. And so, you know, we've got interviews with a lot of Kathy's friends and stuff, and, you know, they got some new evidence essentially or a tip from another another case so detectives go to the house so their their old house and are looking around and trying you know they open up all this stuff they're going to go interview everybody that they spoke with 20 years prior like dig up the the bay and everything and essentially find nothing when it comes down to it
3: yeah. I mean, it had been 20 years.
1: Right, right. So, what did
3: you think you were going to find?
1: Well, nothing well, probably if there was in the a water. Body down there would still be there. Well, with
2: some uh, kind of years. something. I'm pretty sure that it would still.
1: 20,
3: think years, it would, 20 years with an organic life form that's dead and decomposing, even underwater, 20 years a but long right, time But
1: it would be in a garbage bag. But, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just it
1: But I think because they were saying that they never even initially searched the house. Twenty years ago, so they go and search the house, find some like you know secret little area that they, the woman who currently owns it, never even knew about. Yeah. You know, so I think everyone's hopes kind of got up for thinking there'd be something, something in there, or find some sort of evidence.
2: Well, there's got to be. I mean, I'm sure there's cold cases where twenty years later they find. Like, they, there's cases of people on death row, and twenty years later they find stuff. So, I thought. At first, I was like, ooh, this is going to be good. They're going to find something. And then as soon as he started talking in his, like, creepy old voice about what they found, I knew it was going to be nothing. <laughs> so it was... But um, I don't know. I feel like... And again, I don't know. I feel like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. Like, I totally can conceptualize this other story that happened to this Susan woman. I mean, I get it. We find the envelope, whatever. Right. But like, the way that they were talking about it that you know her family's mixed in with the mob mm-hmm. she was trying to uncover some big story with the mob you know right and someone could have killed her is it coincidence
1: maybe maybe not i don't know does anyone like that you guys were just like oh, no 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 i definitely I think don't. that's possible i mean the way that they said that she was murdered, you know execution style, the way that the mob often did things yeah. it seems very plausible that it could have been that, and because she was working on something to you know expose somebody that somebody could very well have been Robert durst
3: I think you've got to think though the mob. Ryan. Had they killed her, let's all just speculate like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, had the mob killed her, they probably would not have left the body there to be found, then set a letter in and said, hey, there's a cadaver, and then left the door open, which actually
0: sped Unless up the process. They
2: also saw the letter from Robert Durst and they were like, this guy, Robert Durst, we know he's wanted and he's crazy, so let's copy the letter and write that in the cadaver because that's what they find later, the letter with the Beverly.
3: So you're saying the mob. From three thousand miles away, blackmailed Robert Durst in the Susan Berman case. I'm Who knows? Saying it's possible. I I I like to look at the <laughs> simplest option. The simplest option is the mob, Simples which those. is a, which is a tightly run ship. That's
1: not the simplest option though, because when there's we find mob
3: the in letter. LA. No, no, no. What I'm saying I'm saying the simplest option is not the mob. That's my oh, point. Okay. The mob oh. is a tightly I was run like, ship. Hold it. They're not going to leave the door open. They're right. not going to put this letter and say, "Hey, there's a body." Go look. For West, it. Unless
2: they were trying to set him up. Right.
3: But from three thousand like miles away, like, the mob doesn't no, know
1: him. In her mob that she's from is Vegas. But but no no. But he,
3: as far as they know, he in New York. That's the 3,000 miles I'm talking about. Right, but
1: they would know that her
2: (laughs) and him have this relationship and if they they needed to knock her off... Of course they would. This guy's been in the news all the time. But
3: but he, not relative to her, and not relative to their relationship. She has the mob story. He has his own news thing. They're two separate silos. Except you know.
1: her. She's no been names, his spokesperson. Babes- yes. So Anytime she's, he's up in the media, she's that, like all I don't think to the news.
3: A, I mean, that's obviously. I'm not professional. saying
2: it's what happened. I'm it's saying <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. We're, we're I'm I'm just boring, saying, as all we're the, the, watching the first time. I'm just saying like as I'm watching the first time. Granted, we all know present day what's happening. But I'm saying as a viewer the first time, it's interesting and it's such a good job of a documentary because it takes for me it takes my mind all around the circle of what mm-hmm. could be possible. Well, in, I'm not saying I believe it and it, I'm going to go home and and that's my
1: belief I'm just saying in watching it at some point I was like maybe Right. And you have to that you have to watch it that way too because you know this is yes, it's a documentary, but it's also a documentary that is supposed to entertain to a certain extent. You know, it wants they want people to watch this. And so you have to go in watching it with that lens and be like, "Okay, well, obviously they're going to push me in that direction." So you have to think as an educated viewer what all the other options Could be, you know, not just. I
2: think it's just that I like to maybe (laughs) like play the devil's advocate a little bit too much, and I'm like, wait a minute, because you know what else I read this week, Um, and maybe you guys have known this already, but Jarecki comes from the place like his movie All Good Things, like he comes from the place thinking that Robert Durst is guilty, Mm -hmm. and I feel like he does an excellent job as a you know interviewer reporter very much playing the middle. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like I, I, I feel like that's a he's such a good interviewer. So you don't feel that. Like I don't feel that he's a hundred percent you know, as we watch this in the third episode, I don't feel that like he's a hundred percent convinced. Like, if you didn't know any of the other stuff mm-hmm. that's happening, so I think that that's really interesting that he is able to keep that you know middle ground place. Yeah.
3: Wait till episode six, which I know you haven't seen yet.
2: I know I haven't oh, seen it. I, so I mean, good. I've seen the papers and stuff, but and you know we'll get there next. Yeah, Monday. yeah. Well, we won't
1: dive into that yet. No. But I completely agree with you. I think he does such a good job of. You know, becoming you know seeming like he's on Robert's side to a certain extent. You know enough to where Durst is willing to go through all this with him. You know because if you watched all good things like Durst did, you probably wouldn't be like, oh, this guy loves me. (laughs) You know, let's let's do some interviews with him. But he made humanized him enough to where Durst saw some connection there, or some compassion, at least, and and felt like he was the right person to do all these interviews with. Or
3: to play devil's advocate.
1: I like it. Play it. Durst play it. Durst is a
3: total narcissist and he wants yeah. to talk about Durst. And when he does want to talk about Durst, he does. And later on, he will not want to talk about Durst and mm-hmm. he doesn't. But right now, Durst wants it to be about Durst. And not oh. only Durst being innocent, but he wants to talk about him and his relationships. And this is why I'm innocent. And oh,
1: I very much, yeah. I don't, very much agree with that. You don't yeah.
3: grant an interview in any situation anywhere ever. You don't do after buzz to be on camera if there's not a level of narcissism in you. I mean, it's all different levels. We're different than Robert Durst. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But there is a significant level of narcissism there to not only do that, but let's assume, let's play devil's advocate and assume he committed these murders. We don't know if he did yet, but let's assume he did. All of his behavior afterwards is I think narcissism looking to get caught. Let me send a letter to the cops. Yeah, it's very bizarre.
1: Get caught shoplifting a sandwich when I've got all the money. He actually says that
2: to an extent, you know, Mm -hmm. when they're talking about his brother Douglas as name right yeah Yeah. Um, for some reason I was like is it David is it Douglas but when he was saying you know it was pretty much like he just got cut out of this family where normally the Mm -hmm. eldest would be the heir to this you know family empire pretty much yeah. so i feel like in his own way this is how he needed his notoriety so to speak mm-hmm. and he does exactly like the sandwich and he said it i believe about the sandwich yeah. i just want to see if i can get away with it yeah mm-hmm. but i don't know do you think at all that do you think he has zero conscience in that narcissism do you think that yeah. somewhere it's deeply 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 seated that he wants to talk about this because he's been keeping it in or do you really mm. think that I it's think he's just a
1: sociopath
3: knowing what sure. happens later yes I do believe he wants to talk about it and he's been keeping it in but yeah, yeah I, I just he is and, and the key relationship here out of any relationship any storyline is Robert and Douglas the older brother younger yeah. brother thing is the key and I wish Jarecki had gone deeper into that I know well, he did their two storylines
1: no no I know that yeah. but I
3: wish they went to other family members and he mm-hmm. will later in the thing, but I wish they went to other family members. They went deeper into the personal relationship because that, to me, is the key here. Douglas's actions obviously did not make Robert murder someone if he committed right. the murder. He Douglas is not responsible. But Robert's psyche, I think, was so affected by that relationship from the get-go, from his dad and then his brother. I was going to
2: say his dad, too. Yeah. Um, oh, th- yeah. That
3: should have been developed maybe a little bit more in the entire miniseries, but that's the key relationship, and I think that's why, to your point, Robert felt, whether it was notoriety or in Or whatever words you put on it, Robert felt like he had to be somebody Mm -hmm. and, you know, killing somebody is not the way to be somebody if that's how it went down. But but that's that kind of weird psyche. And there's narcissism mixed with uh, maybe another psychological disorder. Yeah, but there's that idea of him having to match what Douglas does on another level. And and maybe this is for him what was convenient. I'm in this story, I'm in this murder thing, these guys think I did it, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, I'm going to tell my story, I've got a film, you know, you guys have buildings, I have a film, you know, Mm -hmm, do I match up?
1: And I think in the previous episode, you know, Poor Little Rich Boy, that episode, they do dive into his upbringing a lot, and I think we do get to see how he, you know, to a certain extent, how he turned out the way he did, you know, and how twisted his childhood was, and even with more money than you could ever spend, He's yeah. just so messed up. You know?
2: Well, I think that to add to both of your guys' points, it's that with that money, no matter what you think you can get away with, if you get caught, you kind of get away with it because you can bail yourself out. Mm-hmm. And You know what I mean? So it's that money that couldn't buy freedom mm-hmm. but could perpetuate this thing, this ride he's going on yeah. to, like— be somewhat somebody to himself. Yeah. It's really sad in a way. Not that I a hundred percent
1: feel bad for the guy, but I kind of do. I agree. <laughs> I mean, and that's where again with Jarecki doing such a good job with this series in getting us to empathize with yeah. him to a certain extent. And you're like, wait, what's happening? What? I feel yeah. bad for him. Do I? What? And I think that you know they're doing such a good, great job of showing multiple angles. You know, and and doing the best they can, I guess, to kind of paint a full picture yeah. of Durst. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And one of the things with me with the narcissism thing, which I very much am on board with that, is the his relationship with Kathy and how abusive that became. Because in all these interviews we see with him, he's he's very passive almost. You know, sometimes when he's talking about Douglas, he's he has very aggressive language, you know. But... When we hear from, you know, Kathy's friends, his family even, how physically abusive he was toward her and, you know, verbally, mentally, all that stuff, that's, I think where that very controlling and very manipulative and narcissistic side really is shown even more.
2: Yeah, I think, the thing that sticks with me for some reason about that relationship the most is why he carries around the pictures mm-hmm. that I don't for some reason that makes me feel something and, I, and I'm not sure like I've gone through the whole I mean I know we talked the last week too about like is it possible that she's still alive you know mm-hmm. but it's like if you I, I, like I can't follow I can't logically follow if you're in love with somebody you kill them you carry their picture. You know what right. I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't math. A lot of this, I think, for me, doesn't mathematically, sort of speak, no. add up. So that's why I'm like, well, wait. Well, what about well, this? What and, about this? And
1: I feel like I identified a lot, I guess, with the end of the last episode so not the ones we, we watched for the, for tonight but when one of the detectives um, was like you know I don't think he kills for the thrill of it or because he likes to you know I I think if he gets backed into a corner he's totally fine with killing, killing to get yeah. his way out of it which based on how much we know about the case and everything that's going on I feel like that was like right on the money with explaining it that way yeah, yeah, I
2: agree. <laughs> it's just so mind-baffling in a way. Like, yeah. I so wish we could have him as a guest. <laughs> hey, found me
3: Did you guys talk last week? Obviously, I wasn't here last week, and this is a minor thing, but did you talk about his blinking at all? Did you I, notice the tendencies there?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, We I, didn't talk about it, we but I have noticed it a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was so funny. I actually was,
2: for some reason, we're connected. I was just thinking, <laughs> I wonder if there was, like, a psychologist or... Some whoever would have that job that analyzes this right. video of, you know how people do twitches or this or that if they're not telling the truth or if they're excited or if
1: their emotions
3: are going
2: one yeah. way or another. And I wonder blinking what...
1: Blinking a lot is one of those things. Or it could
3: be his eyes are dried out because well, he's an old guy. I mean, who knows? No, 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 but, no yeah. I feel yeah. like
1: it's definitely
2: like a... But he. It's like a, not a force, so he but is, it's like a motion. It's not like, oh
1: man, my eyes are dry. You know, it's like yeah. a. It's kind of a tick almost. And yeah, he is Twitch diagnosed as yeah. having Asperger's. So who knows if okay. that's like a way of, you know, he's uncomfortable yeah. in the situation and that's kind of his coping mechanism or a tick Possible. because he's nervous, you know. Who knows? But I def- I did notice that, and I'm like, oh, is is he lying? Is that what
2: that means? That's exactly. At first, I thought maybe that was lying as well, but he does it consistently yeah. throughout, and he does it when you know it's something that he's telling.
3: And he not only does truth. it consistently throughout; he does it at very important questions. And then Jarecki makes a conscious decision to keep the blink in. You know, mm-hmm. he answers the question. He says, "That's what I have to say about that." And there's an extra second and a half. You're like, you yeah. could have cut that earlier. Well, you keep the blink in mm-hmm. every time. Why? And
1: I think that because we see, you know, in I forget which episode for this week, but we see, you know, when they take a break and Robert starts rehearsing his lines, essentially, you know, making sure he's saying everything the way that he's been coached to say things from his legal team. And I think that blink is associated with, you know, remembering
2: interesting kind of,
1: you know, his script and and saying script doesn't necessarily mean it's. Lies or the truth, but you know you you want to be able to make sure you're saying things on message. Yeah, I believe that was in the four
2: number four. Oh, thank you, because that was during the. (laughs)
1: That's
2: an
3: no, that's an interesting scene. We'll talk about that today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in episode three, they revisit Kathy's the night that Kathy disappeared. So. Up until that point, everyone thought, okay, she got, you know, Bob sent her back on the train, back to the city, because she had school, you know, a tough week of school the next week, and she was going to stay in the apartment. Doorman says he saw her go up, and then the next day, she called the dean saying she wasn't feeling well and was going to miss class. And in this episode, there's a lot of skepticism about whether or not, one, she ever got back on a train, you know, if she even left at all. And the general consensus is that she never left, you know, never got back on that train. The last place she was alive was at there in in Shipbottom. Is that where they... No, were? South oh, no. Salem. There's South no Salem. credible yeah.
3: evidence she ever left South Salem. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Quoted. Um, and then some people think, you know, maybe Susan Berman was the one who was... Helping Durst out with covering it up, whether or not she got on the train or she made the phone call from Kathy's apartment. And in in All Good Things, Lily Ray plays the Susan Berman character, and Jarecki, who also did that movie, he kind of suggests that it was the Susan character who helped to kind of, you know, trick everybody into thinking Kathy had come and gone. You know, because Lily pulls off a blonde wig, all that stuff. Yeah, I,
2: you know, I was thinking that when I was watching, I was like, is that possible? But why would you... Well, number one, I don't think that you could trick the doorman.
3: The doorman didn't say it. They leaked that the doorman said it. When right, they actually right. interviewed the doorman, he said, which I never saw later. it. Yeah. Right, yeah, that comes later. Right, that comes
2: during five, I think. Yeah. But, oh, spoiler. But, um...
3: <laughs> well, they've seen it all. Maybe not.
2: Um... Wasn't gonna say. Oh, but no. But when they were suggesting in episode three that Susan was helping him at one point in time, I thought maybe maybe I was the only one that read into this that they tried to have Susan go to the building and go up to the room mm-hmm. and in some sort of disguise. But then when she would leave, clearly it wouldn't look like you know, Kathy was leaving because it was Susan, but I don't think I mean, like, in New York, if you have a doorman, I'm from New York like, you, your doorman knows you like, your doorman is going to recognize if it's you or if it's not you, so I wouldn't buy that, so that brings us back to what you said, that that media that whoever built up that the doorman said that i think it's false i yeah like i don't think, I think could so pull too. Up. maybe susan helped with the phone call because sure that's a phone call whatever and but like why can they not trace that phone call
3: it was the 80s still they, tra- they,
2: <laughs> traced, all the- they traced all the other ones back to the pay phones and stuff why yeah. did they yeah. not trace that phone call that was my big thing why right. are they not like this phone call came in from
1: they didn't right didn't say yeah. that. Well, not not could, as far as we know. Yeah. Could she have a key to their... Could Susan have had a key to their apartment and gotten in there that way as herself?
3: Or, I mean, Robert Durst didn't brought Susan and was like, make this phone call. Yeah. You know, that's probably
1: Who the simplest. Knows? Right, but then someone would have saw Robert Durst right. go to that yeah. place. Which I don't think they did. No, yeah. they definitely didn't. Know. So, yeah, very, very interesting. So, when... Wait, time out. It's oh, just yeah.
2: crazy, though, because it's... It's... Why would he, you even make that story up like it could have just been like she never came home in the car she just left it's oh I took her to the train station and she called me from the city and then no she didn't call me from the city and I called her from the dog
1: and then she didn't call you know (laughs) it's like yeah because we later learned that his kind of timeline with it all like whether you know he walked the dog which payphone, you know all that stuff was not completely consistent
3: if the narcissism theory is correct, and I believe it is to a degree, although it doesn't explain everything. Mm-hmm. But if it is correct, there's a reason that the suspected murderer disappearance guy would make himself the last person who saw her because it's part of the game. He's got a lot of money. He can hire lawyers. He hires Dick yeah. DeGaren in Texas, the best guy. This, to him, in a weird way, I think is kind of a game. Oh, I'm yeah. going to play the game oh, yeah. with you guys, and this is part of the game. I don't know what happened to her but I was the last one to see her. huh? Mm -hmm. You better talk to me. And I don't know, you know, whatever, if it's just narcissism to play with it or what, but to him it's a game to be like, oh, maybe I was walking the dog. No, maybe she called me. No, whatever. Because they keep coming back to him and they need him.
2: I just feel like, and again, I'm not, you know, a psychologist, but I feel like in narcissism, it would be he would be more prone to say she came home and was pissed and left making him kind of the victim rather no. than, I left her in this great place and what happened?
3: I think it would make him look the opposite. He doesn't want to look bad. That's why mm-hmm. he's so verbally and you know psychologically manipulative. You want to always look good and it's about you and whatever. And we're obviously grossly oversimplifying all this. Right. <laughs> but I mean very, very generally speaking <laughs> Like, um, I just, I think that for him, this is, it's just, it's a game, and he knows I look good if I'm just innocent, and I left Mm -hmm. her, and I was the last one to see her, but I'm also the one you gotta talk to, and it's a weird game, a rational person would never be like, well, a rational person would never murder their wife, but a rational person (laughs) would never be like, hey, we, um, I was the last person to see this disappeared person, I don't know what happened, you'd be like, wait a second, you gotta have a better alibi than that, (laughs) you know, that doesn't fly, but for him, Let's play the game.
1: Yeah, why? Uh, why I've, would you,
3: why would you do a documentary interview in depth with a guy who you know is doesn't have your best interest at like, heart? Right, and, and his the lawyers
1: game. even warn him against yeah. him, you know that you, this can't help you. They say like this can't help you. So what are you doing? And you still. Decides to do it because yeah. he needs his story. To it's get a out. dream. Oh, I so want to get in his head for a minute. It's right? a dream
3: for Jarecki, man. You got a smart guy who's dumb enough to say yes to you. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, you got a, you got an intelligent guy by a lot of counts, but he's dumb enough to be like, yeah, sounds mm-hmm. good. I'll do your interview. No, I think Look what I become. think he's
1: incredibly, even incredibly smart, incredibly smart and manipulative. But again, you know, maybe it's that narcissism factor that's beating out. Yeah. Whoa, but timeout.
2: <laughs> Sorry. I know my timeouts, they're funny.
1: But smart
2: guy, we all agree, smart guy, mm-hmm. puts bags of a chopped up body in the river, doesn't think they'll float. They float. <sighs> like, how
1: did he not, like, well, how t- did that t- 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 happen? on them and then snatch the head. Well, I mean, but, I'm not but, saying
3: he's smart across the board. Maybe he doesn't no. have street sense.
1: <laughs> right, but, <laughs> but, but that also,
2: that also leads me to the, like, that... Coincides with the not so smart writing the letter, spelling it the same way, not realizing you spelt it wrong, but in the interview saying, but I want to spell it was spelled wrong, you know? But if he would have killed Kathy, like, I feel like. He was in that place of doing things that might not be the smartest, and there'd have to be one slip up somewhere. To, like, mm-hmm. how is this still not solved? Everything he's done, there's right. something. Thing. It's very that's interesting. like a red flag. That's
3: the I, that's the fun of him for not getting caught. I'm gonna write this letter. I'm gonna misspell Beverly twice. I'm smarter oh, than I this. I'm gonna misspell. Beverly. Oh no, I, I don't think know if it was all too much credit. Maybe it wasn't. So. Maybe it wasn't. But but the body. I think even if it's subconsciously for him, there's just this aspect of how far can I push it without getting caught. This yeah. is a game to me. I have I mean, the resources to defend myself. This is a game. Right.
1: One of my like hunches about the whole situation is that his he was still connected to his family when he was with Kathy. And I think something went very wrong and he messed up somehow. And family, money, all that helped to make it disappear, potentially. And then cut ties. Family. He and the family cut ties. He got a settlement. All that was was out onto so his f- own life. Do you think. Do, okay, here we go. Do you think that he, with his own two hands, killed Kathy? Or do you think that his family got Kathy killed?
3: No, it was him. His family. I think it didn't. was him. It was but I, him. I think
1: uh, his family's money and his potentially helped to cover it all up. Uh, well, obviously, helped to cover it all up, I would think. But I, I feel like they probably helped in some way. To cover that up, because they're like it's going to make the family look bad. Okay, he's he's part of the family. Let's clean this up, and it'll be solved. And then they cut ties with him, and then he went on to do whatever else he decided to do, and not clean it up as well. I don't know. Those are these are far fetched theories. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to be allowed on a jury ever. I know. <laughs> like I think. <laughs> oh, so his he has some. Fishy activities following Kathy's disappearance. So, the car, he doesn't bring the car to the police station, and, you know, some of the police officers were like, oh, well, maybe because it had evidence on it, or they would ask to look at it, and then he also, there are a number of collect calls from Shipbottom, which they say is a place, you know, a foresty place where a lot of mob bosses would order bodies to be dumped, you know, so there is another connection to Susan, potentially, and maybe then they're kind of throwing in Susan as a possible, you know, accomplice, in a sense. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just... I
2: don't know. I mean, there's some things, like... I mean, I get the car and the body in the car, but it's like... I don't know. Maybe I'll get, like, completely smashed by our viewers. But, I mean, it's New York. Like, you take to train sometimes places. Like, I don't think that's so weird. hmm Like, I would have never, if they, like, some of the things, it, you know what it is? For me, it's some of the things that they're making huge things right. are, like, oh, that, that kind of is logical. And some of the things that they're completely overlooking, I'm like... What's happening there? I think that's what it is. Like, I would never put two and two together. Like, it's New York. He's going into the city or wherever. There's a train. It's easy. They say... How many times have we seen Jack Daniels? That many times they say that he's drunk and stoned? Like, I don't know. Maybe he was, like, (laughs) killed her and freaked out and was like, I don't want to drive there or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that is so much a red flag. I could totally be wrong. Yeah, and and the
1: collect calls even may not be. I mean, they do say that it was really his father and him who were the only ones who made collect calls, but... Who knows if someone decides to randomly make a collect call.
2: Well, he said there was a couple other executives that had houses up there that did. And again, I'm not saying I 100% believe him. I don't yeah, want, you no, know, but what I'm sometimes, saying, like, like if, if I'm following along, and I know in the end there's, like, a big, you know, discovery, but if I'm following along, it's kind of like, okay, like, other people can make right. collect calls. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: back in the day, I've made collect calls. I love how he's like, I don't want to pay for it. Steamer wants to talk to me, so he should pay for it. What a cheap... Guy.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Or, I mean, he's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, stick it to my dad. Yeah. However I can. So, let's talk about Susan's murder. Yeah. So, she was.
3: Uh, Before we do it, let's talk about the recreation of Susan's murder. Oh, okay. The dogs walking, she gets yeah, shot from behind. So dramatic. When a gunshot goes off, the dogs are gonna turn around. This, yeah. I know, this is more like a <laughs> slowly walk away. They're just like walking blood. away, and then, and then they hear the actress hit the ground, and the dogs are like looking back, like, like "Oh, there's a body oh, now." No, no the second, even with like a silencer, there's still a noise. Yeah. The second a gunshot goes off, those dogs are gonna snap around. Right. And that was my biggest thing because because oh, multiple episodes, that. the slow motion recreation comes through, and every time those two freaking dogs are, are just, just walking away. On <laughs> you know what
2: I think they were trying to portray because that. Kind of stuck out to me too. I think they were trying to make it seem like the dogs have seen this person before. So yeah, that was the point. Scared. I didn't yeah, yeah. think it's chronological. But the, but I the thought the dogs were walking
1: after.
3: Well, as she's falling, as she's shot. It's the same. She The dogs in one of, the, so it's one of, like, those okay. of But yeah, yeah
2: I, I felt that they were like. Hyper doing that, like making sure. it almost ridiculous, over the top, right. so you would get the dogs were not scared of this person. Mm-hmm. Therefore,
3: it must have been him. But if I was a dog, I'd be scared. Can't just smell noise. that. They should have just had a PA <laughs> give a clap right when she starts falling, just so the dogs turn around a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perk up but a
1: little. But that's just
3: like an artistic issue I have, not right. a story yeah, right. issue. Yeah. So Fair
1: she's enough. she's murdered on. Christmas Eve oh, it was so sad Yeah, in year 2000
3: was it sad though because she was all alone anyways it was I a depressing I mean, Christmas to begin her whole thing was yeah.
1: sad well her sister no, was calling was her cousin for her. I think her was family. calling well, her was yeah, for she was supposed for a, to go over with them she was alone because she was dead yeah <laughs> but this was right but after but she wasn't living well no she wasn't but this was right after LAPD was had called her to talk to her about Kathy's disappearance which yeah. makes the timing of it all so fishy And, oh, yeah, so fishy and seem like it's so connected to Bob because, as we saw in, I think, episode one, that his current wife doesn't even remember where he was at that time, which was their first Christmas together.
3: Yeah, his current wife, man, you can see the wheels turning. Oh, she's (laughs) getting paid
1: so much to be his wife? Oh, not only that, but you can see
3: the wheels turning in her head. She's probably like, wait a minute. I don't think I should have married this guy. <laughs> Wait a oh, second. Oh, I think she totally drinks oh,
2: the I think Kool-Aid. she knows that yeah, yeah, she, she married. She's and she's like, like whatever, she's like I get a ton of money.
1: Uh, I get a yeah. ton of money. I
3: don't know about that.
1: Yeah. Um. So, as, like you said, so the condition of her house, like pretty sad kind of situation yeah. that she's in. You know, she went from being raised by a very wealthy family and having a lot of money like Robert to kind of being struggling. And she's like, not... Old, But, like, you know, middle age. So it is sad to see her in that situation. And it seems like potentially, you know, she was hitting up people for money. People had lent her money in the past. And we see that, you know, Bobby had lent her tons of money. And I definitely don't think it was, like, money related. You know, the timing of the... What does
2: one do with that much money? There was like nine thousand, six thousand five hundred, ten thousand, this thousand, yeah, 50000 50, grand from, from Bobby. Bobby. What is she doing with that money? Like, did they Who say how, over how long of a time? That's just crazy. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, but it's super. crazy. And her rent in Beverly Hills.
3: Yeah, down and out in Beverly Hills, what she right. was. Right. You know? right.
1: <laughs> wow. So this episode kind of ends with the the note. That's the big yeah. kind of piece. Before we get oh, yeah. there, you know, I don't know if this stuck out to you guys at all, but what's the
2: deal with Susan's son? Zareb? Like, Is first... That his name? Zareb? Yeah. He never made sense for it to be Bobby. Then he accepts money from Bobby to send him to college.
1: Then he's the one that finds this note. Yeah. I think he... So Susan wasn't his biological mother. He, that was his stepmom. And I think, you know, my kind of thoughts about it is that she was, you know, they his her stepchildren, like, loved her, it seems like. And she was a great addition to their life. And she wasn't in it for all that long. And so I think they were kind of, you know, he was maybe trying to cling on to anything that, you know, the people that were her friends. And he seemed like this this guy that he was he was susan's best friend so he was like okay yeah you you remind me of my mom you know all these stories about my mom you loved my mom and so I think that's comforting in a It way. also
3: speaks to Robert Durst's manipulation. Abilities. Oh, yeah. Um, if you have two women, and Susan and Kathy, who he's very much manipulated, whether mm-hmm. or not he killed them, it can be, I think, logically deduced fairly well that he's manipulating them because he's at least doing it with Susan with 50 grand. That's a form of manipulation because that relationship changes. You've also now got him manipulating Sarah and saying, hey, how much is college? I'll, I'll give you whatever, a hundred mm-hmm. grand or whatever he said. Well, there's a lot of manipulation in that. And he, oh, yeah. you know, it's... it's. And so you see Sarah and she's like, oh, no, we couldn't have done it. Well, dude, you're being manipulated by this guy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you're not looking at it from a clean place.
2: Although at one point in time, I feel like was Sarah, uh, Susan actually manipulating him? Was that money to keep quiet money they mentioned? And maybe that's when he kind of yeah, got over it know. and thought, I'm giving her this quiet money. Now she's speaking to the cops What's going on? Right,
1: because one of her friends does say, hey, I wouldn't put it past Susan to say, to suggest blackmail. Like, hey, yeah. I, you know, like, I know we're really good friends and I would hate to, you know, the cops have been asking me stuff and I'm really, by the Susan's, way, I need 50 grand.
3: <laughs> Susan's also a storyteller mm-hmm. and she fancied herself one, apparently, if what we are told is correct. Um, boy, that's a hell of a story she could tell. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? She's in her own mur- mystery before the murder. You know, with him, yeah. with the money, with what's going on, with what she may or may not have known. That's a great story to write. You know, mm-hmm. she is an incentive to write a story about that, perhaps, you know, potentially one day. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and who knows if that big thing that she was working on was potentially related to him and not the mob, or Kathy's disappearance. You you never know. You know? Oh, man, I still want to know. Where's (laughs) Kathy at? (laughs) Are we ready to dive into? I think so. Episode four: yeah. The State of Texas versus Robert Durst—the big case. Now, this one, this episode just makes like gives me chills like the whole time. I've watched it a couple times now, and just how skilled his legal team is—it's
3: almost Ugh. literally the O.J. Simpson of Galveston. Like that's yeah. literally almost what it's exactly like. <laughs>
1: even better, I think. (laughs) There's no high-speed chase. It starts with, uh, you know, everyone saying this is a home run. You know, it's a home run. They're going to put him away. It's going to be so easy. He chopped up the body. Clearly, he did this, you know, and as we saw, obviously, concludes with him getting off.
3: Well, listen, aside from Robert Durst, this is a commentary on our legal system and how— I know you don't like the verdict, probably, but how valuable our legal oh, system is. I,
1: I completely agree with
3: the idea of reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. You have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt because okay. when you don't, if you don't have reasonable doubt, a lot of guys in kind of similar situations to Bobby Durst go to jail for murders they don't commit. Right. You know what I mean? And we can, oh yeah, we could debate for no, days about if it's better to have an innocent man go to prison or a guilty man to walk free, and which is mm-hmm. you know better than that. But it just speaks to, and they interview jurors. The prosecutor did not do a good enough job of reasonable doubt. Now, yeah. it's ridiculous, but that's our legal system, for better or worse. There right. will be cases like this for everyone that works.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't think, you know, I, I feel like he probably did it, but Well, he admitted I, to
3: doing it, but he, oh, you mean, oh, yeah, you're the saying a remember, murder I as opposed to... I think he did to, the murders. Yeah, as opposed to self-defense or whatever.
1: Yeah, right. but I... I agree that that's how the legal system works. And I'm very thankful that it's innocent until proving guilty because I think way too many people would be, you know, there would be doubt. You know, oh, I think he did it. Okay, lock him up.
3: And it's, hell, it already happens like oh, that it, too it, much Yeah, anyways. it does. Yeah. So I
1: think and, – and it's true. And what the, the defense did, you know, they had to – Prove that it was murder. You know, they didn't have to talk about anything after, and they did such a good job of driving that point home, like continually repeating that, that it doesn't matter that he cut up the body. You know, that he did it because of all XYZ reasons, you know. can You can't blame him for that. It matters that you have to be able to tell me, you know, that a dead man... <laughs> Like the word of a dead man against the one that's living, essentially, which is kind of tough to do if the ballistics and all the physics of it don't match up.
3: Dead men tell no tales.
2: Well, I think the two things that stuck out for me about this case was when they kept saying the line where they they, they had the one lawyer look at the other lawyer, lawyer and say, did they just laugh talking oh, about the part, jury? Oh. Because Gave it really was not only were they trying to keep it on track of what he was convicted of, murder, and bring reasonable doubt because the prosecution was talking about everything else but murder pretty mm-hmm. much, but they like the way that they humanized him yeah. and made the jurors feel like they could relate to him was Brilliant, right?
1: Especially, I mean, scary
2: and and yeah, brilliant, and, like,
1: terrifying. Yes, yeah. Especially because as we're watching these interviews with Durst, you don't feel like he's all that human. You know, he's very awkward and abrupt and cold with and and neutral. You know, very monotone and really no feeling in his voice and when he speaks. So to get a whole jury to relate to him and to empathize with him.
3: And there's a second thing here. Um, you could argue in this case Robert Durst was not on trial Morris Black was because the character right. of Morris Black was assassinated in this thing mm-hmm. and that's what the defense had to do they felt but Morris Black came away looking not so rosy and so you right. say and I know this sounds crazy but you almost would have said to yourself I find myself saying at times I'm like well is the world better with Morris Black in it this wasn't a good dude and that's a terrible thing to say
1: mm-hmm. but
3: there right. was definitely I think some of that in that courtroom oh you yeah know? and, and yeah. one of the
1: lawyers said oh we did the he had it coming defense Yep. You know, yeah. paint Morris Black as this really nasty guy and then mm. and then you're gonna believe that Bob was defending himself. Even more. Yeah.
2: I mean it is a little suspicious that the head's missing, so they can't tell where <laughs> the bullet went Ooh. in. But besides the missing head No, you know what I mean? Like that I wonder where that head is. But yeah, I can't I was so Watching this episode and watching that legal team take charge. And then the crazy thing was hearing the legal team after, like, oh, present yeah. time how, talking about what they were doing. I was just like, whoa. But it's brilliant. Right. You know, it, it really is brilliant. And and the fact that this man, like, when you think about it, he admitting to cutting up somebody. And that he got... Not guilty and, and self defense. Mm-hmm.
3: He said in broad daylight he cut up a guy's body and cut off his head and he walked.
2: Yeah, and
1: that's,
3: that, that's the game.
1: Right. And that's the one juror at then who's like, yeah, I can see how he did that because he was so scared of Janine Pirro in, in New York. The DA like,
3: made me do it with Janine Pirro. He said, by uh, the way, that juror in Galveston, dude, don't get interviewed for this okay because it's really it's an interesting dynamic you have an la murder uh-huh. and you have a new york murder bi-coastal big cities forget the flyover states and then you've got galveston this southern town this texas town a little more rural little not new york and la and then you've got this good old down home texas juror i don't think he did it i think he's innocent when everything else points to guilt and you've got this dude who who through no fault of his own comes across like an aloof idiot You know, oh, well, Mm -hmm. he didn't prove it to us. You know, we didn't do it. Meanwhile, in the big cities, you've got New York and L.A. culture that are kind of both like, oh, this dude, Robert Durst, isn't right. It's an interesting cultural dichotomy between the big cities and the quote-unquote flyover states here. And I think the juror did himself a disservice and did the Galveston case a disservice in this documentary series just by being interviewed. Mm -hmm. Don't talk. Don't do, yeah. don't talk.
1: I thought it was speaking of the jury. I thought it was very interesting how he was like at all, the most guilty votes he ever had was three. Yeah, I point. thought that
3: was interesting as well.
1: Yeah. But in again, Texas, though.
3: Don't juries in Texas just want to hang them? Right? That's like the death Yeah, that's penalty what they're
2: saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that's why they I feel value like, self defense. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that that kind of goes against what you had just said. Like in Texas, I feel like they would be more strict on this type of situation. And the fact that in New York, they had. You know a missing person, but death and no body and in l a they had a body and no case, and in Texas, they kind of had most of the miss they had most of the puzzle pieces and they were just trying to put them together, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I feel like he was you know I mean I don't know if he was tried in New York well with that juror dink I feel like um, I don't I mean with that
1: with that attorney like the attorney did such a good job Dick DeGarren yeah Yeah. Dick DeGarren and and the thing is about that watching Dick DeGarren in his interview clips and then also in the court footage like I I like the guy Oh yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, he Yeah, well, that's how you <laughs> yeah. become one of the best defense attorneys, is because you're likable and believable. You know, and just watching him get interviewed and in the footage, you're like, oh, I can see how people are how he's that. He's good. believable. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh man, but well, yeah, the go for,
3: ahead. I mean, just real broad to both of you. Did the Galveston jury get it wrong?
1: I no that's what I'm going to say I my gut says he did it but no I don't I think you know as I was watching it I'm thinking okay if I was on that jury everything points to him having done it Yeah. but can I say when there's two men in a room with a gun one comes out alive and one's dead that I for sure know that it wasn't self defense no
3: I couldn't... Well, where there's, I'm aware there's smoke, there's fire guy, but yeah. he's in trial for the Galliston murder there. He is not on trial in Galliston for New York or L.A., and right. that's the thing. He's yeah. only there for any,
2: one. Not even that. He's not on trial for dismembering and all right. that. He's on you know, trial for murder, and from what... The jury was given, I think they made the correct choice, yeah. mm-hmm. whether or not I agree with it whether or not, whatever, whatever, you know, else. But in that situation, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's, well, I don't want to go on that tangent. But, yeah, in that mm-hmm. situation, I feel like they uh, made the correct choice. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think with our justice system, I mean— I am very thankful that it's innocent until proven guilty but then there are times like these and OJ Simpson well where guys who seem to very much have committed the crimes they've been hmm, accused they of get both off
2: have a lot of money weird
3: That's the other thing it's a lot of money for <laughs> yep. yeah hey. what's the common denominator between those two guys absolutely yep. Yep. a lot of yep. money
2: you know what I thought was really creepy and I think it was maybe in the third episode though when he was doing all the disguises sorry tangent real quick when he was doing all the disguises and when he shaved his eyebrows and Drekky was like (laughs) did you shave your eyebrows off too and he's just like of course I did that until who doesn't shave yeah, their eyebrows? Yeah, he's like, did you do that on
1: purpose? Yeah, and he
2: was like, of course, who shaves their eyebrows by mistake, or whatever thought, he said. Yeah, on I don't accident. Know I thought it was him, but so it was, funny. I was just like, whoa. Like, does,
1: does he have a sense of humor? Was that a joke? There's he t- doesn't, but the
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the only time I've seen emotion out of this guy, did you guys catch this, is when he left the courtroom, not in the beginning. He asks mm. again, what, like, did that really happen, pretty much? That was guilty, much. or not guilty, right? Yeah. yeah. And then when he's walking out of the courtroom in the hallway, you actually see him smile. Yeah. It's the only time
1: I've seen emotion Anything but yet. deadpan. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Which seems- is,
2: what is he feeling? Is he is he feeling like, I got you? Is he feeling relieved?
1: Like, I'm so so curious
2: what he's feeling easy. Uh,
1: yeah I agree and that was interesting to see how we've seen him just at one level pretty much the whole time and then you see that footage and it is a guy who is relieved and excited and totally happy about the outcome which could be because you you did it and you got set free or because you didn't do it and you justice was had you know Yeah. yeah. who knows why it happened that way so we're getting close to time. Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we dive into some some news stuff? I don't
3: know. Dive in. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say dive into news. Let's yeah, do let's it. let's
1: dive into the news. So-
0: oh. After Buzz TV News.
1: Woo. All right, so as we know, he's currently being charged from L.A. with for the ch- murder of Susan Berman, but also facing felony charges in New Orleans for gun and drug possession, and he was denied bail last week. So that was on Monday, I believe, that hearing. So right after we did our after show, came out the next day that he was denied bail based on everything else that has gone on. Louisiana was like... Yeah, you're probably a risk to yourself and others. We're going to keep you here.
3: This is such a parallel to OJ in this way, too. When you get away with murder, literally... Go live on an island. Stop. Get
1: out of here. Why are
3: you in New Orleans on weapon charges? What right. are you thinking? And, and whether that's narcissism. <laughs> you're,
2: you're invincible. Exactly. Uh-huh.
3: Whether that's narcissism or something else, that's part of the game. It's the invincibility. I beat you once. I'm going to beat you again. I'm going to beat you again. Let's play the game. Dude, but he's not a rational person. A rational person, if we killed somebody, we'd say, see you later. I'm never coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. An irrational Should person is no, going to the next
3: state and playing the game again. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yep. Right. You're asking to get caught now.
1: Exactly. Right.
3: But for him, I think, and this is total speculation—I don't actually know him. But for him, I think it's more about the infamy and the story. Mm-hmm. The movie came out, then the documentary came out, then the media is buzzing again, and he's like, "Wait a second, this is this is huge. This is my opportunity." I don't know if those words are correct, but it's like this is my—you know—I'm going out in a blaze of glory. What is yeah, it? What else it is he living for? Fills right
2: fills
1: that hole. Yeah, that hole deep
2: inside. I don't even think it occurs to him sometimes. No. Though. No. Like at some points, I totally agree and think that he's so narcissistic, and he's like, "Yes, what can be happening right now?" This and I think the other time, I think he's just living his life and so just like tunnel vision to the world, and it's his own world, so he can do whatever that he's not even aware. Yeah, I feel like it could go back and right. forth. Well, you know, I mean
1: if right. If it's true that he does have narcissistic personality disorder, that is a personality disorder where you don't function rationally, you right. know yeah and and who know I don't know that we don't know that that's what's going on, but I think there's definitely yeah something like that that's something a little screw loose in there.
2: You know what else um we did I did want to just bring up that I thought was interesting that we kind of skipped over was that I thought it was really interesting the whole friendship with Morris Black and how they were saying that he oh, yeah. after he took the disguise off, he found out that he was Robert Durst and then he made that connection to money, and this could all be b s but you know that that theory I guess so to speak that Morris Black said, if you don't give me some of your money, I'm going to tell New York where you are. Because right. that's almost, that, that blackmail and that threat, and then seeing him with the gun to maybe get the money, I don't know, a lot of that fed into oh, yeah. maybe they it painted was a good picture of him. Yeah. Uh, God,
1: yeah, but you don't, the thing is, we don't know yeah. if he ever said that, or if that happened at all. We don't know. So his hearing now for his Louisiana charges is scheduled for April 2nd. So we've got like, a few days to to see that we'll we'll hear more next week we'll have a little more real life news about about yeah. Durst so you have I Steph, have a, a th- shout out a tweet to this guy who tweeted
2: me John M one one zero X nine zero he said holy shit what if Bob Durst <laughs> is the Zodiac
3: killer like that's gotta be tongue in cheek, obviously. Obviously,
2: <laughs> but well, but then what? he goes on this crazy about that. He <laughs> knows that surrounding him, he was suspected to be around thirty. See, so me I mean, just Bob. He was in Northern California for stuff. I think it's tongue in cheek, but as some of the you know it, it's very inter- it would be an interesting theory it would to make, make <laughs> because, it a good movie but, but I, I don't the think Zodiac I don't, Zodiac, think, uh, I don't think, think he, he probably would
1: have died by now based on the timing or that he'd be like 80 which Durst the 70 no yeah. this,
2: what this guy's saying is the Zodiac was suspected to be around 30 um, same age as Bob Back, I mean, back when all that happened. Yeah. yeah. And having been in Trinidad, California, days before Susan's death, and now he's in history with California.
1: Dun-dun. I
2: mean, I I just like, I I thank you, John, and I love the fans for their theories, oh, their yeah. interactions. Because <laughs> when I, I got mean, that text, I was like, oh, maybe. And then I was like, hey, no, probably not. But I was like, maybe. You know, like, it makes you, you're, you spin, your wheels spin, and I think it's exciting that everybody gets, you know, yeah, it. we're going in every
1: single direction. I know. Any, any other fun news?
2: No, that's all I well, know. Well,
1: uh, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit wore a hoodie this week that said not Robert on it. So he's...
3: This is exactly the thing <laughs> Fred needed to revive his career. Here we go, Fred. Fred. I know. Ride Ron's the coattails
1: of serial killer. <laughs> thank yeah. It and hilarious. Just so yeah. weird. I, yeah.
0: I
3: think there's, there's, there's got to be a life lesson here for you kids at home who want to be rock musicians. Do what you do. Make your music. But if you find that your path to relevancy or re-relevancy is uh, following up a serial killer who has the same name as you think Twice, yeah. yeah. Go to, not be go the to best school, route. you no. get a job, and do I'm, something. I'm
2: else. kind of afraid there's fans, so I was a little bit like yeah. sideswiped that at that. An I was easy like, one, Whoa. Fred. Come on, <laughs> you can do better.
1: Sure. You can do better. Yeah. All right. So I I know last week we talked about predictions. I don't I don't know if it really makes sense to do them, but what do we think? I mean, what do we what do we think is going to happen with his his hearing in in Louisiana in a few days? Well.
2: The speculation of what I've heard happen.
1: Oh, and I believe in episode four is when we actually
2: heard him messing with the mic, which I feel like plays later. Yeah. That his lawyer came in and said your mic's hot when he's rehearsing his line. Yeah, you know, took a break, so I feel like that plays. But, I don't know, I'm just very, um, I'm excited about the next two episodes, I'm excited to see what happens in real life, it's kind of awesome that this is something that's happening, it's, you know, we cover a lot of shows here at After Buzz, so Mm -hmm. it's, this is happening, but in real life, there's something happening that's different from it, but coincides, so I think that's really interesting to see how it all shakes out, and, um... Yeah, I just, I've really enjoyed this series so far. I me enjoyed too. letting myself go to those, you know, quote-unquote irrational places of like, well, maybe, maybe she's still alive. You know, like, I really like the ride mm-hmm. that they've taken me on so far. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: You want a prediction from me? Yeah. Sure. I think he'll walk feeling? on both of the other murders.
1: You think he's going to be innocent?
3: I think it's all Well,
1: we don't have a murder, we don't have any murder charges it, it, from right. New York. Oh, both the Nobody. other cases, both the no other one's issues.
3: Dead. Um uh, let's be honest, but I think he's <laughs> going to walk on both of the other issues because if you don't have a body, you don't have a case. Right. I mean, it's yeah. virtually impossible, if not totally. And I think on the other one, it's unless there's other evidence that comes to light or something else well, happens. There, there, the must, letter-
1: there must be new evidence that resulted in the arrest in the first place, which I don't know if that's the letter. You know that it. Yeah. Of course, us having watched the Jinx, we're like, oh, the letter is the new evidence. But who knows if they have something even more better? more better. Wow, it's getting late and I'm talking in real it.
2: good. Right, but, but if they had the letter and, you know, how how Jarecki put it in a safety deposit box or whatever, wouldn't they... What's Is that, like, client privilege? Like, wouldn't they... This wasn't made last week. Like, he's now being mm-hmm. held and now found guilty on something. This had to be made a while ago in order to be edited and caught and put on television. Wouldn't they have told... Like, it's not like they aired it and oh, the police, yeah. like, drove Saw to his that. house and was like, you got the yeah, letter! watched you know, it, and like, they're like, well
3: but
1: Eureka! To, <laughs> to a certain extent, I think
3: that, that public pressure puts, you know, public outcry puts pressure on police in situations like this, yeah, you know? I'd agree. Yeah, So, to a certain extent, maybe they did watch it and drive to his house. I don't know if that's a literal way it happened. And, and maybe but. they
1: you know, I would think that Jarecki in seeking justice, because he has said he wants to uncover the truth, I would think that he would tell the police about what's going on as it happens. You know, he doesn't want to derail his oh, show. I
3: totally disagree with you. Really? I think he would tell, unless somebody was in danger right now, I think he would tell afterwards because you gotta get, get, okay. you got yeah, get your
1: story first.
2: of You gotta get your story first. I kind of agree, agree that probably he right. probably has to be in contact with the police to say this is how long I'm going to film for, like, in this time period. I mean, I'm sure the police is, like, in cahoots with what's happening mm-hmm. as a whole, but I'm mean, sure there has to be some sort of security that like, he's walking around the city with this guy. He's doing all these interviews. Whatever. I mean, his brother got a bodyguard. I'm sure they had some sort of protection. Right. But I feel like the... The, the the contract was that he would get to finish mm-hmm. before he had to reveal and maybe that's what it was because this show finished a couple weeks ago and it's just happening now so if yeah. they if essentially the episode 4 You know, that would have been six weeks ago or or a month ago. So, and he's just getting arrested now. So, I don't think it was they watched and drove over
0: there. Yeah.
1: No, not at all. I think the police definitely knew ahead of time. Who knows if Derecki disclosed it as soon as he got that. But then, like, my thoughts of it are maybe he, that letter came up and police are aware of it and then dive back into the investigation and uncover something else.
3: Yeah. I guess we'll see.
1: I guess we yeah, will. I mean, I guess it helps oh, that so you exciting. have... so exciting. It
2: helps the police to... Even that, it helps the police to rethink. If you've had this cold case and you have, you know, someone else telling the story slightly differently, it could spark something that could spark something else, mm-hmm. you know? Get you thinking on it. Yeah, so we'll see. Out of the box.
1: Yeah, a little out of the box. Yeah, all right. Thrilling oh, yet it. again. Yes. So intense. All right, folks, thank you everybody out there for tuning in with us again this week. Be sure to check back next week, and once again, subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. Find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. I'm Lauren Salon, and you can find me all over the internet at Lauren Salon. And you guys, where can everyone find you online? You guys can find me
2: at am I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z,
1: I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z.com. You know, the basics.
3: Twitter at Bobby DeMuro.
1: Awesome. Cool, yeah. Tweet us. What do you, Who do you think did it? Is he the Zodiac Killer? All this stuff. <laughs> what do you guys think? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.